niggas around on my whole crew. We hold it down like we supposed to. Nigga, you can find it. Yes, people, it is Thursday, which means it's your weekly dose of Echo Chamber. All that great film action, people, and yo, we have a bumper, bumper load for you today, plus some extra special things. But let's start off as we do with the top 10 streaming films in the UK right now. So, at number 10, storming in, trampling opposition, it's uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Grrr. So this was from Michael Dofferty, and it's starring Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Famiga, Carl Chandler, and Ken Watatambi. So at number nine, it's um, yes, an older film. I say older, I mean, you know, from a few years back. It's Le Mans 66, aka Ford v Ferrari. So this was from James Mangold, and it starred Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Bethnal, and Katrina Balaf. So at number nine, it is a Walter Dome's Trolls World Tour. And this had voice castings from Rachel Bloom, Chance the Rapper, Jamie Dorm, and Anna Kendrick. So at number seven, it's Jumanji the Next Level. Right, so this was from Jake Castan, and it starred Karen Gillan, uh, Robert DeVito, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So at number six, still in the top ten, people. God damn, this film is just killing it. It is Christopher Nolan's Tenant. You know, Elizabeth Debicki, Robert Patterson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and John David Washington all bring in their A game on this one. So we're in the top five, and we're going with another older film. Nice, Despicable Me Free. So this was from Carl um, Balda and Pierre Kufin. With a voice acting from Steve Carell, Christian Wig, Trey Parker, and Miranda Cosgrove. At number four, swinging into number four, should I say, it's John Watts's Spider-Man Far From Home, the great sequel. And we had Tom Holland, Zeander, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jacob Batalon. At number three, A second dose of Zeander of the week. It's the greatest showman, people. So this had Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and Keela Seattle as well. And it was from Michael Gracie. So, oh, nearly there. At number two, Roberts of Mackis brings us his imagining of Robert Dahl's Ronald Dahl even, The Witches, starring Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Christina Chensworth, and Jazia Bruno, which means at number one, people, at number one. It's an older film. It is Sing from Gareth Jennings, right? Starring Scarlett Johansson, Taron Egerton, Tori Kelly, and Reese Witherspoon. 
So that's our top 10 people. And um, yo, this week we're getting straight into it, right? Because we have got a free parter for you and free interviews. So once you're done with this, go do part two and then part three. It is great. Some, yeah, the conversations are, oh man, conversations are great. They're going to give you a lot of information and make you smile. So, people, let's just get straight into it, all right? Okay, so I decided to check out Butchers. I think the thing that grabbed me was the poster. Right, they've got this really atmospheric um, kind of poster. It's like red with blacks. You know, it's a nice poster. Check out the website. If you're listening to this, um, you know, you've just grabbed it off of iTunes or whatnot, go to the website, check out the poster, because the poster's pretty nifty. But, um, yeah, Uh, Butchers, right? It's from Adrian Langley. He directed it. He also co-wrote the book. Co-wrote the book. Co-wrote the film with Daniel Weisenberger. Okay, uh, he's also a producer on it. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those ones when um, a dude is, uh, yeah, really um, hitting those roles, wearing those hats. You know what I mean? And, I mean, you have to do that with these independent films, right? It's budgets and all of that. And it's a pretty cool thing. You know, I think being able to do so many different tasks, right? You, I don't think you can go wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, it's this, um, ooh, it's, a, it's a creepy Canadian um Hmm, I'd say like, ooh, horror. Yeah, it's a horror, you know, I'd say that, right? Um, Now, Langley also did the cinematography, which is, uh, we've got some, yeah, definitely a good use of um, landscape here, right? And our cast, we have got, all right, so our... Our creepy individuals are Owen Watson, who's played by Simon Phillips. His brother, Oswald Watson, played by Michael Swatton. Uh, there's also he, their, um, I think it's their uncle, Willard, who's played by Nick Allen. Right? Now, the first two people that we meet, right, we've got um, Celeste... And her boyfriend, Christopher Celeste, is played by Samantha de Benedette. And Christopher is played by Frederick Storm. And our four intrepid friends. Right, so we've got... um, Hmm. Actually, no. I think Christopher isn't. Yeah, no, Christopher is one of the four friends. Eesh, my bad. Uh, I think, actually, I can't remember. 
no, 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 he's not. No, he's not. My mistake. No, our four friends are Jenna, right? We've got Jenna, who's played by Julie Manville. We've then got Taylor, who is played by Anne Caroline Binet. Um, then the guys are Mike, who's played by James Hick, and Stephen, who's played by Blake Canning. I'd say, yeah, they're our, um, our main, our main lot of people, right? And the gist, people, the gist of the story is this. After their car breaks down, four youths find themselves stranded in the middle of nowhere. Little do they know, they are being watched. They soon fall captive to a family of sadistic butchers who keep their fresh meat tied up in a wooden outhouse. Ooh. <laughs> the four friends have little time to escape before it's their turn to meet the chopping block. Block, 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 block. Yes, it is... Um, it's not a good time for these four, four peoples, right? And so the film, it, it starts off, right? It, it starts off with um, a couple. Well, actually, it starts off with a funeral. I should say that. Yeah. Starts off with a funeral, right? And we have... Uh, yeah, our, our our two guys, Owen and Oswald, and they're burying their mother, right? Because that, you know, we we hear the eulogy, right? So they're burying their mother, and um, suddenly a car breaks down right by uh, where they're doing this. And uh, it's Celeste and her boyfriend. He gets out to check the car, gets attacked, she gets out the car to, to, you know, see if he's okay. And she's then attacked. Right? So, uh, yeah. Then there's a little interplay with, like, Celeste and the, and the brothers. And that's when we jump to our four peoples. Right? So, they're driving along in a car. They're... Um, you know, it break their car breaks down. Right, one of them, who he's holding a a video camera, right. So that would be Stephen. He's got a video camera. He's videoing. He seems to be you know got a thing about videotaping everything. And we get a few conversations, and then they decide to split up. They decide to split up. And that's when, you know, all horrors really just fall apart, right? So, I think it's also important to point out this film is set in 1998. Now, I don't know why they decided 1998, you know? Uh, but, yeah, that's when they um, decided to set this, right? And I would say, right? This, it looks good, 
You know, I, I, I think the film looks very good. I think we've got some really good effects here. You know, because there is blood. There is, um, there is a little gore. You know, but it's, you know, it's mainly some blood. But then it's like, you know, the, these cabins do look like run-down, you know, hillbilly-ish cabins, you know, deserted in a forest. You know, so I think we've got great scenery. You know, flies everywhere and just all of this. It really does feel creepy as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the place you want to be hanging out, right? So there is that. And... Hmm. Like, as I said, look, the setting, the scenery, that's all, that's all good. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere, the fields, all of this. It feels authentic from that point of view. I would say, though, I think one thing that I, does, it's a dialogue. The dialogue really does kind of... It, it, it hinders the film, right? because it's very cliche, like, it's very cliche, like, very cliche, and I, I, I do kind of feel that a lot of the conversations, they do not feel like, like, proper conversations, you know what I mean, like, you have people hitting certain points, so you're just like, but why would you, you wouldn't, talk like that right to your friends or your brother or you know it, it's not flowing properly you know when they have certain conversations right so um we have a point where um jenner and taylor talk right they they have this conversation about you know boyfriends and all of this and it it did not feel like they've been friends for a, for a long ass time, right? It, it felt like two strangers talking about something. It was very weird and odd and stilted, right? And, and that's a big thing. You also have these points in the thing, like, um, I think when Stephen is breaking down, it, it's like, we've got Taylor, I think it's Taylor, yeah, it's, no, Jenna, Jenna is talking with Stephen, and she's like, um, you know, she's very harsh to him about, oh, they, why people cheat, and blah, 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 but it all felt, yeah, it felt weird, it, it felt like, well, what are you doing, like, you know, again, Friends aren't going to be talking like that, right? And even if you're going to be harsh, you'd say, you'd still be saying different things, right? It, it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The, yeah, the dialogue wasn't the strongest part of this. There are a lot of cliche things going on. Like, I think one thing, it's set in 98. But even in 98, people had mobile phones, right? People had mobile phones in 98, you know? So, yeah, kind of think, 
yo, because he's got, Steven's got a video camera. He's got a video camera, so you kind of think he'd be the type to have a mobile. You know what I mean? So you kind of wonder, like, out of these four, they don't have mobiles, right? But, again, they would have seen horror films. They would have seen horror films. So, how the fuck do we have them doing just all the tropes? Like, all the tropes. Like, when shit's going down, they are just... Yo, it's the it's the typical just nonsense stuff that you're just like, wait, why would you run into there or why would you trust that person after everything that's gone down? Right? There's just all these things that go and then especially at the end. At the end, it's like what? Like, why would you you wouldn't make that choice? Like there is a choice that gets made and you're just like, you're not making that choice. Right? You're just not doing it. it it's insane. You know, there's definitely, you know, things that you would do. You know, like I think you would um yeah come back <laughs> it's just like oh, what's happening here man yeah it's crazy you know and, and i think that's the that's the issue it, 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 with this is dialogue and it's just these weird weird things that are going down right and here here's the thing right these two brothers are in an oswald Right, we're, we're, we're kind of given that they are not very nice. They are not very nice. So, they're dirty, right? They're dirty, they're creepy, they're vile. And uh, you kind of get the sense, like, those type of people, they, you know, if they're having girls locked up, they're not. They're not going to have these girls, like, I don't know. They're, they're, they feel like they're the type that would really be trying to demean them, right? So the girls would be locked up naked and just treated just like, ugh, you know? So, it, it, because it's either one way. You, you're either doing that or you're keeping them clean. So when you're, you know, doing your nastiness, it, you know, it's... A certain way right so you have to kind of go one one way or the other and you had them kind of trying to meld the two which kind of made no sense right kind of made no sense like it's just you see what they do to one person but then they're they're letting the others you know be a certain and you're just like wait Mm, I'm, hey, this is a bit jumbled. Is that the approach seems jumbled on what you were doing here? You know, it, it just didn't really make a lot of sense, you know. And I think the, just the big thing: why the hell are you splitting up, right? Why would you split? Because you're in the middle of nowhere. Right? You're in the middle of nowhere, and it's like there's bears and shit in Canada, so you'd kind of think that they would be sticking together, right, you're in the middle of the fucking forest, 
So you don't know what is going to happen. So, yeah, you've kind of stick together as a group. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Mike, like, it's just the decisions just from the giddy up. You'd be like, wait, why would you do what you did? <laughs> and I will say this as well. It, a thing that I always find a little bit amusing it, it, in some of these type of films, you have people getting hit round the head a lot. It's like knocking someone, well, smashing someone in the head. That's not just a little, oh, I'll just knock them out, right? You can kill people. You can kill people just by smashing them in the head with a gun butt. Or, um, you know, a piece of wood or anything. You know, it's not a simple, oh, I'll smash them and knock them out and I can carry them to... No, no, you can kill them. You can cause brain damage. And it's like some people are going to be out for a lot longer than others. You know, it is, it, it, it's just what happens. But, it, yeah, it seems to be a device that people use. You'd be like, all right, we want to put them out, so... Yeah. We're going to smash them around the head and then they're going to wake up in like, you know, a few seconds later and be like, no, 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 that's not, it's not going down like that. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, there are big parts of this film that are good, right? I think this is good, but you have to get past like, the generic nature of a lot of these aspects, yeah, and and some just, like, the weird choices that are getting made, like, if you get past all of that, you know, and even if you can just be like, listen, I don't care about the, the dialogue, I'm just watching it just for the gore and the action and all of this, yeah, then you'll be fine. You, you know, you could probably just be like, okay, okay, we, we can do this, you know? I mean, yeah, that, that would make more sense. That would be okay. I, I, I see this film being kind of compared to Wrong Turn, right? So you've got wrong turn there's also there's elements of like the hunted which we um or hunted even which we kind of talked about you know beginning of the year you know so i i I think if you enjoyed that you there's definitely bits of there's there's kind of aspects and tonally parts of this that are similar you know so um yeah if you enjoy gory, you know, creepy, you know, films about, like, crazy families, you know, like, cannibals and all of that kind of shenanigans, then Butchers could be a film for you, right? Now, I I do think it is um, interesting, right? So, uh, this film, right, it gets released on, um, you know, it gets released on the 15th, sorry, on the 22nd, gets released on the 22nd, right, so Monday, and 
the DVD will come out on the 8th of March, which is National Butcher's Day. <laughs> like, I, I, that is, I mean, that's amusing, right? That in itself is very, very amusing. I, I mean, actually, it's National Butcher's Week, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you mean that you are bringing out your horror film to coincide with that i don't know if um you know butchers around the world are gonna be like oh yeah 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 we you know we get it <laughs> i'm not sure they might want the association but i get it it's it's funny it's amusing so yeah good good on that <laughs> I I will give a lot of um a lot of props to Samantha D Benedet. You know, I think as Celeste she does a really oh gosh she does a really good job of uh you know just playing up her role. You know because you do yeah I mean, you do feel you do feel for her a lot, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think she really does nail the fear and the just the, the, the turmoil of everything that she's gone through. So, yeah, hats off to her, yeah? Um, but, yeah, there you go, people. Butchers. It is out on the 22nd on all your favorite VOD platforms. I'd say the Western is one of those things that we, we don't often see a lot, right? They seem to come in spats. There's periods when a few will come out, then, there's, then we don't see any. But we often see, we see different types, right? When you think of all the, the great Western, I mean, ones that I have enjoyed myself, right? 310 to Yuma, that was very good. Um, the salvation, right? Unforgiven, man. The way west. Ooh, I mean, true grit. I mean, how did you? How could you not love true grit? That was so good, so good. Like Diango Unchained, which was, you know, again a different type of western. Right, Serafina Falls, man, that was one that, boy, I I really, really enjoyed Serafina Falls. But you know, you've got the the classics, like a fistful of dollars and all of those ones, Tombstone, right? So there, there's these different types. Then you've got um, you know, that TV show. Oh, God, which the name is Deadwood. Goddamn Deadwood. Man, so we've seen so many different types, so it's always interesting when something new comes along, right? Now, in my head, I, I kind of thought that, you know, True Grit, like, True Grit was 2010. I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it hadn't been so long, but God. Now, when I originally heard of um, News of the World, I thought <laughs> I thought it was a, a, a um you know a film 
about the newspaper. It, see, it was a British newspaper. It was trash and it went out of business, right? It finally shut down due to, you know, wiretapping and just all manner of shabbiness. I thought it was about that. It had no interest. I mean, Paul Greengrass, hey, I, I've enjoyed his stuff. You know, he makes uh, all sorts of great stuff. But I was a bit like, yeah, I don't know. Then <laughs> it, it took ages for me to really just find out, oh, it's a Western. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm a bit more intrigued now. I'd forgotten all about it until it suddenly came out on um, Netflix just the other day. And I'm like, oh, God damn, this film. All right, let me give it a check. Right. So that's what I did, people. That's what I did. Right. So uh, it's an adaptation of um, a book of the same name from Paulette Gilles, you know, who's a, a poet. And, and a memorist, I kind of like that, a memorist, right, um, and a novelist, obviously, right, and that came out in 2016, so, yeah, it was like, oh, how is this going to translate, and I do wonder, how closely is it to the film, right, so, it's directed by Greengr Paul Greengrass, you know, produced by Gary Gutzman, Gail Moots and Gregory Goodman. Uh, Greengrass wrote the screenplay along with Luke Davis. And um, music is from James Newton Howard. Cinematography, uh, Darius Woloski. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a Universal Pictures film. But Netflix have the international rights because this i think it originally came out in the states in december well christmas day right christmas day you know but um yeah hit netflix yeah this week so you know great cast uh so tom hanks he plays captain jefferson kyle kid helena zengel plays joanna leonberger or Cicada, I kind of prefer Cicada, you know, we've got Michael Covini, um, who plays Alame, uh, Fred Hetchner, who plays John Kelly, Neil Sadilans, who plays um, Willem Leonberger, right, we've got um, Thomas Francis Murphy, is Merritt Farley, Ray McKinnon as Simon Bodine, Marie Wingham as Doris Bodine. They're friends of um, Kid. Right, we've also got Elizabeth Marvel as Ella Gannett, Chawidi Ilawara as Charles Edgefield, Bill Camp as Willie Branholm. Right now, you're wondering what is this about? Well. Five years after the end of the Civil War, Captain Jefferson Carl Kidd, a veteran of three wars, now moves from town to town as a non-fiction storyteller, sharing the news of presidents and queens, 
Glorious feuds, devastating catastrophes and gripping adventures from the far reaches of the globe. On the plains of Texas, he crosses paths with Joanna, a 10-year-old taken in by the Kauai people six years earlier and raised as one of their own. Joanna, hostile to a world she's never experienced, is being returned to her biological aunt and uncle against her will. Kid agrees to deliver the child where the law says she belongs, as they travel hundreds of miles into the unforgiving wilderness the two will face tremendous challenges of both human and natural forces as they search for a place that either can call home. I mean, <laughs> see, that was written by Universal Pictures, right? It's written by the studio that made the film. But still, still the, the, their little description, not quite correct. <laughs> <laughs> not quite correct right so jo yes joanna was taken in by the Kauai people um after you know who killed her you know parents but then the the Kauai people that took her in were slaughtered you know by you know white marauders so it's one of those situations right and that's why she's being taken to her grandparents because they're the only known family that she has. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a case of like the Kauai are like, all right, uh, we don't want this kid anymore. Who's going to take her? Or a custody battle with the courts be like, we want her. No, she's got to go. No. <laughs> there is no real choice <laughs> for the young lady. And we don't really... I, I don't know if we actually get her her age in the film or how long she's been taken, how long she was with them for. But the fact that she was with them for six years, right? So it means she's she's been there since four. It it definitely makes a lot more sense for the story itself, right? So we and uh, another thing though, where it says um you know. He kid shares stories of devastating catastrophes, gripping adventures of queens and kings. I mean, like, well, no. <laughs> like, what we see is him sharing, you know, stories from you know towns within the union, within the states. That's it. There was no international news. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can call the, you know, the, the, the um, film News of the World, but what people viewed as the world back then was a different thing, right? Was a different thing. Now, we open up, right? We open up, it's nighttime, we see a barn, loads of people milling in, and newspapers and posters and all of this. And there we have, you know, Captain Kidd reading the news, reading the news for people. But yeah, it's not exactly gripping stories. <laughs> it's not gripping stories. But, you know, when you think about, like, as it's always said, the news is shared by those with the means, right? 
and you know the victor rights history it's one of those like so printing presses yeah they weren't you know just all over the place only certain people had them printing papers not cheap so only certain stuff got shared right so there is that right you have to remember that word you know viewing this but so he's sharing the news and then he he's done it he leaves and on his you know journeys to his next location there is a a guy slung up in the trees you know a black man being hung and the, you know we see a wagon turned over and all of this and yeah joanna he he sees her and she's running off and he chases her i had to say right watching that part that scene i'm like i don't buy <laughs> that kid in the shape we see him in is catching a sprightly 10 year old girl right i was a bit like mm, don't know about that also a girl with a lead you know what I mean she's it's not like she's standing right by him no she's already got a big lead on him but he manages to grab her i'm like eh, i don't know man <laughs> i'm not sure i buy it but hey ho you know what i mean uh so right he catches this girl she can't speak a lick of english and he's trying to communicate and you know essentially he's kind of he drags her to his horse and he, he takes her to the next town and he explains to them look i found this girl what am i meant to do um well actually i think he goes back to the place he just came from right and he's just like ah oh, you know this situation it's stuck blah 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 and they're like you know because he goes to the army you know who obviously are running the shit and they're like um yeah you know our guide that would you know transport people and do that kind of thing he's out he's not going to be back for three months right so yeah can't help you you either do it or you know i don't know find another solution so he takes her to um two people he knows and he drops her with them but yeah it doesn't seem to stick she doesn't want to stay put right because you know she's used to living with the Kawaii people so she wants to go back she's frantically trying to go back which is i feel it's an important part of the story and you know so he's just like all right i'll deliver her i'll take her to her grandparents right so then we have you know kid taking cicada joanna you know on adventures with him well i say in adventures he's you know taking her from town to town as he reads the news and making his way to uh yeah where where um you know her grandparents are in texas so you're thinking okay now what we have is really nice cinematography here you know it look the film looks really nice it really does you know the scenes you know the um yeah just the the atmosphere you know the clothing the housing like the streets the, all of that it does feel 
like a you know a story of that time it does feel like that there are things that kind of stick out though right because you know this is after the civil war you know what i mean where and we all know what the civil war was around right they they were fighting over slavery right it was the confederates against the um uh the union right and he, 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 so you you have that and a lot of it is it was around slavery it was around slavery now obviously when something ends it doesn't just change right we don't just suddenly change the way everyone is no there's that we we've got the documentation we've got um accounts of the time but yeah just because you know the war was won on a certain date slavery did not end right right away it took years you know and even once it's kind of officially ended it doesn't change people's mindsets right so there's a lot going on and this is only five years after the fact so we we have all of this and you know kid fought on the losing side he fought for the uh you know the um confederates so yeah kind of you know there's certain things here that you're thinking oh okay so what is he's leaning because we never actually find out right we we never get that and I, yeah i don't know it, it's, it's kind of weird right you're you're going through and you see the odd black person right and when i say this don't get me wrong i'm not expecting you know like uh you, there's listen i think when it comes to diversity and equality and all of that it, yeah people you know we're down but you have to think of times and errors and things like that and you know you look at it and be like okay who was around at this time so listen it's all of that but now my thing was it was the sentiment right of the people there's you know we'll jump here so we go to towards the end he, he goes to this one spot and um you could say that the guy running the town is not very he's not the nicest right he is not the nicest right he's a piece of shit and when you hear his views which he you know says to kid you're then like oh okay i understand but you're actually you know what I mean what you're saying here you'd expect that to be reflected when he's around you know these black and indian people in town and it's not right it's you can understand look the film is trying to walk this line of hey this is a film from you know this time period but you know we're not really down to bad language and violence and you know uh, offensiveness so we're not gonna yeah we're not gonna indulge in it but you're, you're getting this weird 
this really weird kind of thing you know that that wants to be this hey this is a, a window into time but then it's trying to skirt around shit that was actually going down and things like that right because listen he's a confederate soldier <laughs> so hey and don't get me wrong i don't it's like you know i don't believe all republicans are racist you know and i don't believe all confederates were racist you know it was one of those situations that kind of put people against people all of a sudden you know you had family members against each other right it's suddenly you're living on the wrong side of a line and it's like oh oh damn that means what well, i have to fight my friends my neighbors you know so it is a nuanced situation but right there will be sensibilities and you kind of think we don't get anything from kid we don't really get anything now what we do get is him trying to be like ah no you're not called cicada you're gonna be called joanna you know so he's trying to force a new name on her he's trying to um you know ah don't sing these indian songs and don't you know you know we need to teach her english and we need to so we get that which again you would understand from you know someone at that time but yeah that nothing else right we don't really get anything else from kid which does seem a little odd because you know when you're journeying on your own you talk to yourself you mull over things there's a lot but we just don't get it right and you know as i said look throughout the film we have periods where um you know johanna is trying to escape and run back to the indians right which does then make a certain part of the film it makes it a little odd you know because we're looking at it and we're kind of pondering and being like oh well why would you do this do you know what I mean like you you it's curious about a certain decision that gets made and another part another thing of the film so you know we have kid talk about oh my wife is here and i you know I, yeah you know i i need to go and see her and do this and you know we have all of this but towards you know at the end of the film we learn something right which then you kind of again wonder about kid and his actions earlier in the film because yes i understand you you sometimes you tell people certain things that aren't necessarily true to because you don't want to get into certain conversations get it but when you're going to sleep at night you know when you're on your own you're gonna have certain thoughts and you're going to say certain things, and we get nothing, we get nothing, right, also, you then wonder about, right, if certain information is known by him, the way he goes about things at the very end, you're like, why would he go to that place first, you know, it, there's a few things that are a bit like, 
I don't get that. Doesn't really seem to make any sense, right? And, um, you know, there are certain things in the film that are telegraphed, right? So when he goes to the bad town, like certain conversations are had, and when, you know, someone relays some information <laughs> you know, about someone, you know then how things will play out. You know, you get a sense of being like, okay, right. So there's no need for him to say certain, this information, this one character, but you're like, okay, now we understand that. We know he will then later on, which happens, right? Which happens. Right, a another thing that's a little curious is if kid is going from town to town, we know the West is a dangerous place. It's a lawless place, right? Now we've seen it countlessly told. It's been written. You know what I mean? We know. So you kind of think, why the hell is Kid traveling without any real protection? You know, that, that is a curious thing, right? He, he's got a gun. Well, he's got a shotgun with you know, bird, bird pellet, bird shot, uh, whatever you call the, the thing, he's got that, but you're like, wait, he's a captain, you know, he's a captain, he's fought in the war, he understands the nature of man, right, he knows how to defend himself, he's been in bad situations, so how is it he's traveling with not really much means to look after himself, and when people approach him looking for a certain thing, right, then they want Joanna. There's some three guys at one point that want her. And, you know, he, you know, he's like, oh, we need to get out of here. But you're like, okay, that, yes. But you know what's going to happen, right? You know how this is going to play out. So being a captain being someone that's been in wars and strategy and all of this, you'd think <laughs> he'd have played the situation a lot differently, right? There is just these bits that don't necessarily coalesce, right? It makes it a little odd. It makes it a little odd. And I think partly a lot of this is because of this notion that, you know, Hanks doesn't want to play a villain. Right, I heard him in an interview one time going, "Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm never going to play a villain. I don't want to play a bad guy, you know, and do certain things." And it's just like, "Yeah, that's great." Sometimes characters need to, they need to have this nuance to them, right? They, you know, if you don't want to play a straight-out villain, sometimes some characters have a grey area to them. You know, they're going to say certain things, do certain things. But, yeah, Hanks, yeah, I don't know, this, this character that you kind of would feel would act in a certain way in certain situations doesn't. Doesn't. And it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Now, it doesn't mean that this is a terrible film. It's not a terrible film. Like, as I said, look, it, it looks very nice. 
you know, the, 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 I think the, the music throughout works, it, you know, it's very good. But there are certain, there are aspects of the film that, yeah, don't quite add up. Don't quite add up. Like the relationship between Johanna and Kid, it, you know, you do wonder. It, it seems odd, right? It seems odd, the chemistry, it, I don't know, it doesn't really work. And he's a newsreader, right? He goes from town to town reading the news. So when we open up with this scene, he's leant over the table looking through an eyeglass thing reading. And you're like, the oritation is terrible, right? It's terrible. But then, and we see him a few times do this, but when he's in the bad town and at the very end of the film, the oritation is great, you know, he's projecting, and he's standing tall, and he's reading, and he's not hunched over, and all of this, and it's just like, whoa, 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 so why at the beginning are you doing it this way, right, it, it is a very weird shift in styles, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, it's, it's just changed, you know, and yeah, it, it, it's like the town, the bad town is just as lit as the, as the barn he was reading in at the very beginning. So you wouldn't think, oh, it's a light situation. No, so yeah, that was weird, right? You're thinking someone that goes from town to town reading, they do it better than he was doing it at the, you know, at the few times we see him at the beginning, right? So, yeah, that's a bit weird. You know, I, I'd say the Joanna, the Indian situation, I, you kind of wonder about that. And then it's, I, I don't know, I, I'd say, you know, going, like, taking her to these different people who he's trying to get her to stay with and blah, blah, blah. Like, everyone's acting in this one way, right? So you have this that is, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of being like, well, Hanks's character is good amongst this sea of people that are just, you know, out for themselves, right, it, it, it's this weird kind of construction where you're trying to be like, well, we don't want to show anything too bad, you know, we we, we want to try and keep things nice and, you know, we're trying to walk this line, right? So the film is just safe, right? It's safe. They're, you know, they're not trying to rock the apple car. And you just get this kind of meandering, like, ugh, ugh. Right, you have these moments, like the chase, when they're being chased by these three guys, that's very, that's a compelling piece of cinema, right, the, the intrigue, the way it all pans out, and it pans out in a way that you feel, yeah, no, I get that, that would, that would be the thing, right, that works, that's compelling, I like that, you know, so that's a very good moment, you know, there's a, a few other good moments, like in the bad town, like, even though it's a little cliched, and yeah, you, um, you know exactly what's going to happen, it is decent, 
is decent. Though, I will say, you do then suddenly have Yuana as a bit like, hey, I'm a fearless kind of... Which you then don't see again, right? So you, it's a weird thing that they sometimes do with the characters. They change them up for a moment to um, fulfill a certain need in the story, but then have them back another way. Right, so it gets a little murky, a little muddy, a little disjointed in places, I would say. But if you just want a film that you could probably, everyone can just sit around and watch, you know, <laughs> a Tom Hanks film as it were, you know, then this is, you know, you could probably do that with this, I would say, you know. So it's not a no country for old men you know what I mean it's not really a true grit you know it, it's not one of those westerns but if you and it's definitely not a deadwood <laughs> but if you want something kind of easy going then yeah news of the world probably fills those probably fills those needs for you people so it's on Netflix so you can go enjoy have fun When it comes to films, man, like, there's a certain comedy that I like, right? I can never really get behind the, just the ridiculous stuff, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is, right? I get it, I understand, but, yeah, it just, ah, I never find it funny, never find it funny. And so, I am surprised, I am so surprised that, man, I really enjoyed Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. I think just the title is ridiculous, but it's kind of fun just to say it. You know what I mean? Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> oh, my. I, I had no clue what this film was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, remember I got the, um, you know, the press stuff about it. And, I don't know, it looked kind of, looked odd. It looked interesting. But, you know, you see that it's Kristen Wiig and Annie um, Mamalo, and you're like, I, well, they're funny. You know what I mean? I, like, I can get behind them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a check, right? And it starts off, and you're just like, huh? What? But then, yeah, you're just transfixed. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am very surprised, people. But um, we've got Josh Greenbaum as uh, as the director. It's produced by Jessica Elbum, Annie and Kristen, Adam McKay, Will Farrell, and Margaret Hand. Um, Kristen and Annie both wrote it, starring in it, Alongside the likes of, um, got Jamie Dorman. Is it Jamie Dorman? Dornan? Dornan? Jamie Dornan. Hmm. But you know the dude. You know, Fifty Shades and a host of other stuff, right? We got Damon Waynes Jr., uh, Michael Hitchcock, Kwame Patterson. We got, uh, Ryan Doye. We have uh, Wendy McClendon-Covey, you know, Vanessa Bayer, 
Fortune Funster, Rose Abadou, Phyllis Smith, Mark Jonathan Davis, Karen uh, Mayama, Jade Martinez, Tom Lenk, Hank Rogerson, Josh Robert Thompson, Andy Garcia, and Reba McIntyre. So, yeah, a host of cats up in this. A lot of comedians and just faces that you, yo, you recognize, right? It's, um, boosh. Music is by Christopher Lemons and Dara Taylor. Cinematography is Toby Oliver. And it's released by Lionsgate, right? So, it is, the gist of the film is this, right? So, two best friends, Barb and Star, and they, uh, they get made redundant, I know, it is never a good thing, get made redundant, which sucks, right, so, um, they decide to leave their small midwestern town for the first time to go on vacation to Vista Del Mar in Florida, where they soon find themselves tangled up in adventure, love, and a villain's evil plot to kill everyone in town. <laughs> right, so it opens up, right, with a, a boy on his, on his bike cycling, delivering papers. And, uh, you know, you're watching that, and I'm just like, where is this going? I had no, I'm expecting the kid to get run over in a hilarious way. Of course, people, of course, I'm not looking for carnage, right? So, yeah, expecting the kid to get run over and um, no, right? He, he just stops at a house, tosses a paper and then he goes, right? Drives into a field, sees a tree. There's an owl. I'm like, oh, that's a big owl. Suddenly, lasers shoot from the owl. The tree opens up, and this kid goes in a lift. And I'm like, wait, say what? Is this a fever dream? What's going on? No, it's an evil lab. Kids in an evil lab, right? And, um, yeah, there is this crazy sci-fi plot that's coming, uh, coming, right? And you're just like, Huh? I thought this was a, uh, a going to be a comedy. What's going on? And, and so you get this really out there, like out there plot. You know what I mean? And so we get that, and then we jump to Barb and Star, Barb and Star, Barb and Star, Barb and Star. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're at work. Well, yeah, don't think they're at work. They're just talking. Transpires, yeah, no, they're at work, but they get laid off. Now the whole work thing is it's amusing. The whole when we meet them, it's yeah, it's silly. It's amusing. Uh, they get laid off. Bump into a friend who um, tells them about a holiday she's just been on with her lover. Right, and um, yeah, they're a bit like, oh, but we just be laid off. They go to their, then we see them at their book, well, no, it's not a book club, right, it's a um, 
a, a talking group, <laughs> a talking club, right? Which is anal as hell, <laughs> but again, hilarious because you you know you got Fortune Funster and other comedians and like there, but this all leads to Barb and Star going on holiday, going on holiday. And that's where everything just starts, right? All the craziness happens and everything. And just from that, right? Because we then discover, oh, this is a musical as well. <laughs> you know, everyone suddenly breaks out into a bloody musical number. And it's like, huh <laughs> what is going on people this is insane but it's so much fun there's a this is the thing that is crazy it's so much fun like just like at the start at the start we, we you know we get out our, our villainess you know be like i'm making cocktails right now <laughs> if you think, right, suicide. What would you think a suicide cocktail is? Right, you think that's going to be some hard-ass liquor? No. No, 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 no. Root beer, original cola, lemon and lime, lime Sprite, right? Orange up. I've never heard of orange up. <laughs> and, um, yeah lemon iced tea right <laughs> just a little hint of lemon iced tea mind you that's a suicide it's just it's ridiculous so ridiculous like just the, the musical numbers <laughs> i mean what can you say about the musical numbers right it's crazy crazy you know like uh we we have a classic i like boobies you know ah and then um yeah i feel it's the follow-up boobies on vacation <laughs> or seagulls in the sand <laughs> and the thing is what makes it what really makes it is it's the you know the, the, it all starts and you're thinking oh yo this sounds like it's gonna be a great song and then you just get i like boobies all different kinds i like boobies <laughs> you're just like wait what is this like what stupid this is this but it's you know straight faced being sung by a dude behind a panel, straight face. <laughs> Everyone's just acting like this is, you know, your typical top 10 hit. <laughs> so silly as hell. Oh my gosh. You know, it's, you know, I think one thing is, right, a lot of those things, right, a lot of those stupid conversations you might have with friends, you know, this is what this kind of envisions, you know what I mean, it, it, it's the embodiment 
of that, right? It's the embodiment of a hang. <laughs> That's what I feel this film is. You know, it encapsulates all of those just dumb ideas that, you know, dumb ideas, in jokes, the things that make you crack up, that when a normal person around overhears, they're thinking, I don't even think that's, that's not even funny. What are those idiots laughing about? Huh? There's this, that in joke and you, it kills you, kills you. Plus the stupid things people say, like, um, <laughs> when they're at the hotel and they, uh, they, they meet Edgar and he, he's talking and he's talking to the people at the bar. He's ordered a drink and, um, they're like room number. He's like, six six hundred and eleven and they're like wait what did you say six hundred and eleven he's like yeah six hundred and eleven all right that is insane that is crazy we're in 124 can you believe that he's 611 we're in 124 and i'm sitting there thinking what <laughs> makes no sense now if you're a mathematician and you are rolling your eyes right now and you're like Ugh, well obviously you just multiply it by that divide it by pi and that's how you get the number that's why it makes sense oh my gosh how did you not see that well thanks for pointing out that i am rubbish at maths thanks do i shame you do i come into your head and shame you no so just hold it down and mind your own business. Anyway, living. This, this is crazy. Right, I have to say, right when I, I first watched it, you know, we you get the screener and all of that, and I watched it. I missed like some writing flashed up, and I missed it at the very start. So I'm watching this film, and they're talking about colutes, and I have no clue what the hell a colute is. You know, like, have you noticed women have all these weird different things, of, like items of clothing that you just, it's hard to put your finger on because it's just like, wait, but that looks like, isn't that just a, no, obviously not. That's this. <laughs> and I have seen these things, right? I Because I remember one time, um, I think it was at work, right? My friend came in and I'm like, oh, nice skirt. She's like, oh, it's not a skirt. And then she moves slightly and you see that they're, it's like short. But I was like, oh, it's long shorts. They're like, no, it's not long shorts. She never actually told me what they were. But colutes, they're colutes. I mean, hey, you learn something new every goddamn day. Every goddamn day, something new. Now, I, I, I went back and I watched it again, and I caught the text at the beginning, and, and the text at the beginning actually, you know, it gives you a breakdown of what the hell colutes are. So, people, that's why you are never late to a film. Never late to a film. Because you can miss important information. Yes, important information. But, you know, this, listen, there's just stupid conversations. Oh, actually, another one. 
Pringles. Pringles. <laughs> Have you ever talked to your friends and they'd be like, oh, you know what? Um, got to say, you know, Smurfette. Oh, my God. Smurfette loved her. Oh, I, I, I'd do Smurfette. I would do. Nah, mate. Oh, I'd do Betty, but Betty Boo did it for me. Whoa. And you're just thinking, like, the cartoon character, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? But they have the conversation in here. Not cartoon, but it's like the, the, the guy on the Pringles thing. <laughs> guy on the Pringles print or Mr. Peanut. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but there's a, I think the thing that, really makes this it's just the chemistry between everyone you know there is so much chemistry right everyone is just it just looks like they had the best time shooting it it's like an adam sandler film you know like um who's the last one who be who be um who be Halloween? And then there was the one with David Spade. You know, both ridiculous, but hilarious. And it looked like everyone had a great time. And that's what you get from this. You're just feeling everyone was just... Like, you, you, every scene must have been, like, hundreds of takes. Because, you know, it, you just... They're just silly. You know, and Jamie Dorman... Right, Jamie Dorn, I remember, I forget what the last thing I saw him in, but he did come off a little, I don't know, flat, little flat, little wooden. In this, oh my gosh, I think this, he must have loved it. It let him cut loose. He is skipping through the sand. <laughs> I mean, since he's skipping through the sand, just laughing, like dry humping wig and moonloo you know what i mean it uh, uh it is ridiculous and even you get these cheesy ass men like things you know at the end uh, like the film ends with this thing on friendship which is like if someone walked up to you and said it to you you would punch him in the face punch him in the face you'd kick him when they're on the ground and you'd be like Never say that stuff to me again. Who do you think I am? And then you'd walk off. But here, it, you just laugh. You smile and you laugh. And you'd be like, yeah. No, you're right. Oh, makes so much sense. You know, because you're in such a good mood. The film puts you in a good mood. You know what I mean? Like, we see mouse walking. A mouse orchestra. You know what I mean? We listen to a made-up history about a made-up person called Trish. And we're fine with it. We don't care. Oh, man. This film, it, it, if you are in a bad mood, right? if you're feeling down, this is the film to watch, people. It really is. This is the film to watch, right? Ah, Bob and Star. Who the funk it? Who the funk it? Yeah, in, no, it's hilarious. It is great. It is, you know. Listen, now, Wig and um, Mumlo, they they wrote. They also worked together and they wrote Bridesmaid. 
right? And I will say this isn't Bridesmaids. You know, what I mean, I, I think Bridesmaids is just one of those comedies that is just ah man, it, it just comes off so well. You know, what I mean, it's dumb but the story in itself it just works as well you know but it's not that and i don't know like 40 year old virgin it, it you know it's not quite that but i'd say if you like those films you will like this you know i think this one it's kind of like an anchor man you know it's kind of like an anchor man or um Oh, Mike Myers made those films, you know, with the bald guy and, um, you know, the mole and um, it was like a James Bond ripoff. You know what I mean? You know the ones I'm talking about? I think there was two. There might have been three. There's definitely two. But yes, this film is like that film that I can't remember the name of, an Anchorman. You know, it, 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 it works on that kind of style of humor. And um, it's great. So, people, if you want cheering up, if you want a good laugh, you cannot go wrong if you go visit the Del Vista Del Mar. You know what I mean? Go do it. And bring along Barb and Star with you because then you are guaranteed, people, you are guaranteed to have a great, great time. Right? And this is available on all your favorite VODs. So go do it. Have fun. Enjoy. All right. We out. Okay, people. So we're coming to an end of this part of this week's echo chamber part one so let's take a look at what's happening in the world of films all right so firstly jack black has joined the borderlands film at lion's gate this is getting directed by um ellie roof ellie roof ellie roof hmm. um also in the film is kate blanchett um Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, so uh, yeah, you know, got some decent people up in the place, Jet Craig Mazin is um, penning the script, so um, that's all coming together, uh, it looks like Paramount, you know, they are um, doing a, a King and I remake, yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a huge musical and all of that, but yeah, they are, um, you know, doing the thing that we, we've seen a lot of, you know, musicals coming to um, the big screen, so all that will be um, left is to see if this can live up to the, uh, you know, the high highs of the original musical and do as well as some of those other adapt adaptations that have uh, been out of late right so um some other stuff right um where should we go to um all right well let's look at this okay so uh yeah paramount activity is getting a remake 
Yeah, I know. It doesn't even like it doesn't really feel like it's an old series, but yeah, it, they're getting remade, and this will be coming from Will Eubank. All right, so um, yeah, he's gonna be directing along with Christopher Landon. All right, so um, yeah, they're teaming up. To um, do this Right, so uh, Yeah, Eubank is going to write Landon is going to um, Write the film Though, you know, it will be noted Landon did write The, um, you know, he's already Written a few of the the Films before So, yeah It's an odd one really When you're saying, oh we're rebooting But you're bringing in people that Were on the originals Right but if you want a fresh take, are they going to give it to you? I don't know. But, yo, this is happening, people. Um, Steven Schneider is executive producing, uh, al- uh, you know, along with Jason Bloom and Oren Pelly as producers. All right, so, um, yeah, you know, they, they say that this will be coming on the 4th of March 2022. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, now, Disney, they've got a new film coming called Cruella, right, which is a sequel to 101 Dalmatians. It's set in the 70s, and this time Cruella DeVille is played by Emma Stone, and the film is scheduled for May this year. Hmm, Emma Stone is very good, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Emma, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, and Paul Walter Hauser are, um, you know, also in the film. Uh, so, all you Bridgerton fans, right? Reggie Jean Page, he, uh, yeah, people have taken note, right? And he has now scored a, a leading role in the new Dungeons and Dragons film coming up through uh, Paramount and Netflix. Yeah. So, um, you know, already in the film is Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and Justice Smith. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's all coming together, right? Uh, Someone else joining uh, a film already um, in development is Jesse Plemons. Right, he is uh, he's jumping into Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon over at Apple. Man, like every few months, like new people join this, you know, yeah. I wonder when it's gonna be ready. Uh, some other stuff that's going down, all right. So, um, Jennifer Garner has a new film at Netflix, right. It's um, called Family Leaves, and it's based on a Bedtime for Mummy book from Amy Krauss Rosenthal, right? It's uh, it's about um, a family called the Brenners who wake up to a full family body switch and quickly realize the same thing has happened to a family on the other side of the world. They must unite with this group of strangers and determine how to undo it. 
Hmm. Well, I wonder how they work that one out. But, huh? I don't know. We'll find out when the film hits. All right. So, um, John Patrick Shanley, you know, he's uh, got a project, right? He's going to write and direct a, um, a new comedy for um, Rivulet Films called The Twinkle Brothers, right? So it's about, obviously, two brothers, Freddie and Miguel, you know, they're very competitive, and they um, leave Puerto Rico to get come to New York, right? And, you know, their rivalry forces them to split ways and open up competing restaurants directly across the street from one another now this is a story but this is something we have seen time and time again you know so uh, yeah i don't know be interesting right um we've also got a film called infinite storm coming right it's just going into production now and it's starring sophie okendo billy Hsiao, dennis o'hara and pat parker swayze along with naomi watts right so it's um yeah from malgaratza suzamaskis and it's a survival thriller Right, it's a it's a true based on a true story, and it follows a mother, nurse, and mountain guide who was on a solitary trek up Mount Washington when she got caught in a blizzard, leading to a daring rescue of a stranger. As both nightfall and a storm closes in, dum dum dum. Uh, so, um, also at Netflix, Kevin Hart, he's um, got a new project, it's called True Story, and it's going to star Tawny Newsom, Will Catlett, Paul Adelstein, Ash Santos, Lauren London, John Ailes, Christopher Danamopoulos, and Billy, it's Billy Zane and Wesley Snipes too. Right, um, yeah, could be interesting. All right, uh, now, Sky Dance, Sky, mm, let me do this again. Sky Dance Animation has signed a um, multi year deal with Apple to produce films and TV series. Uh, their first two films under the deal are Luck, which is about the unluckiest girl in the world who, after stumbling upon the never-before-seen world of good and bad, Luck, must join together with magical creatures to uncover force, force more powerful than even Luck itself. And then Spellbound, which is a musical and follows a young girl who sets out to break the spell that has divided her kingdom in two. Another person that has signed a big deal is Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, no um, surprise, it's with Amazon, right? Because he had... Uh, 
Guava, is it Guava Island? I feel it's called Guava Island, right? He, you know, he made that film with Amazon and he's had a good relationship with them over the years. So yeah, he, um, you know, he's, he's deal effects, I feel, has probably come to a close and he's signed a multi-year one at Amazon, um, which is giving him his own channel <laughs> on the platform, along with the possibility to do a lot of other stuff. Also, you know, uh, which might have been part of the whole thing, his brother, Stephen, has signed a big deal as well. Now, don't fear Atlanta fans, because that is, um, that's not moving. That is going to be sticking around at, um, at FX. And uh, season three and four are going to be filmed uh, back to back in March. So, uh, yes. Now, Paddington was um, something that seemed to grab everyone, right? Had two successful films. Well, we're getting a third. Yeah, we are getting a third, right? So, um, it would um, seem that everyone is coming back. Right, but not really much more information is out there. But yeah, third Paddington film, people. Now, this is interesting. So, Danny Elfman, right, the famed composer, he's done a lot of great work. Well, he's coming back to the MCU. Yeah, his sole outing so far was Age Avengers Age of Ultron. Right, but he will be joining he joining his buddy Stam Rami for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So um yeah, that should be fun. And let's end on this, people. Okay, so uh, Shirley Chisholm was um you know. She was a groundbreaker, right? She was the first black congresswoman. You know, she launched a, a presidential campaign in um, 1972. Yeah, she, you know, she did a lot to break barriers in um, politics. And uh, John Ridley is making a film about her. The film is just going to be called Shirley. Yeah kind of poignant you know and um it's going to uh, be starring regina king yeah king will be playing uh, um Chizom, right and it, the, the story is actually looking at that you know groundbreaking 72 presidential um campaign so uh, yeah kind of feel this will be interesting right her estate has um you know signed on and given their uh, full backing to the project right so uh, we should get you know all that nitty-gritty well hopefully we will see right we will see but uh yeah you know, looking forward to this, you know, should really be interesting. But people, that is it for part one. We will see you over at part two and then part three. All right, enjoy.
Peace. Yeah, fuck.